c'était une banque, mais on a fait faillite le mois dernier. Hello everyone, thanks for listening to part 4 of The Prince of Providence. Just a reminder, the previous episodes are available on our website, actualplay.network. As you take Knocked Unconscious, you all have a sort of a strange dream. Uh, each one of you has a different dream, but it's all sort of the same theme that you dream about. And I want you all to tell me what you dream about, and here's what you dream about. You... No, hold on. I'm getting there. I'm not. My words aren't good, but my thoughts are nice. Um, you all dream about the thing, whether it's uh, a meal, or an experience, or a person, or something they do during the day. But the thing that you miss, that you will miss the most about being human versus being a vampire. So you know you're gonna lose your sense of taste. Ooh. You're gonna lose a lot of other things, um, as well as well as your really your really your attachment to them the the world so something about your characters that you've lost by becoming a vampire i'll give you guys a second to think about that i'm already ready i got mine too i got mine i just got a mouthful of pizza okay so who wants to go first you can tell me about your dream ronnie briggs is sitting in a diner he's a pretty hungry guy so he's uh he hails over the waitress she asks him is there anything i can get for you and he says yes i'd like a delicious tasty chowder if you could so she brings one over, and uh, he notices a man going by the diner on a horse, backwards. Take that as you will. And he goes to eat a spoonful of his chowder, and as he's trying to taste it, it turns to sand in his mouth. And he opens up his mouth, and it's just full of sand. Endless sand falling out of his mouth into his chowder, which is turned into all sand in the bowl. And then the booth, it's sand. And everything becomes sand. And he's buried alive. For Jake, I think we get what looks like, you know, quick cuts of his normal morning routine. But, you know, just like groggy and silent and like angry until he gets to his first cup of coffee. And then like some sort of happy music like walking on sunshine or something in that vein just like erupts from the cosmos basically and it turns into uh that gif of homer with the rasta hat yeah keep on trucking is what you're looking for <laughs> sure and the world just like becomes entirely animated and alive around him as it zooms out all right, so Harvey Littlefield's out on the streets of Providence. You know, it's early summer, sun's out, and he's walking down the streets, just relaxing. Stops by a kind of like a food cart and grabs himself a nice dog and slathers it in mustard. Ugh, I hate this guy. Anyway, no more Harvey, Harvey continues on kind of just like plops yep. at the, you know, on that hill near the Capitol building. And then he just like leans back, chows on that dog. And the brightness of the summer sun be, slowly goes to like a complete whiteout as it, as it intensifies. 
And as the 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 sun whitens, and that's the end of Harvey's dream. Um, it it fills it fills the screen completely or the mind's eye completely, and then everything goes dark, and then your eyes start to open, all yes. three of you, and you wake up, uh, and you find yourselves um, in what looks like a basement or something, or a cellar. It's damp, dark, stone walls, old, um, and there's a woman there, um, dressed uh, like she's about to go out for a night in the town. Very, very, very nicely dressed. Um, dressed in your clothes that you were wearing before, so uh, covered in up blood. There's a can- there's two candles, uh, one on either side of this fairly large room, so the light is very dim and sparse. And she looks down at you. Don't try to move. The change will have taken a lot of you. No doubt. We have no idea what's going on, right? No, you know, was, yeah, you know nothing. We're not like strapped into anything. We're just like lying on the floor. Yeah, you're all like on, let's say you're on like a, some straw or something. Some crude mattress. Uh, I'm going to say Jake is face down. Okay. <laughs> Or his stomach down, and without like making any kind of, basically without moving at all, anything except for his mouth, it just go like, "Is that a threat? <laughs> Is that a threat? You can get up and move around as you wish. I just I'm gonna try to get up. Okay, you can get up. Um, okay. Here's the thing about um, Jake though. Uh huh. Um, <laughs> He's got limbs made of noodles. Um, He was actually pretty grievously injured in the arm. Oh, yeah. Ooh, I forgot my arm. Bad things happened to that. But vampires heal good. Vampires heal good, but humans don't necessarily heal everything as they become a vampire. It's not just like a quick refresh. So, well, here's here's what I'm thinking. And you guys, you can... I'm open to modifying this or whatever, but... I'm thinking that Jake's shoulder was crushed. Um, mm-hmm. The bones and muscles have knit together, and he's got full movement like he did before. However, the pain... And now, it did not hit, hit knit together correctly because a vampire is only an approximation of a person. And okay. now, forever, he will have pain in that shoulder when he moves, but it's not going to hinder him in any way, like mechanically or, or realistically, other than the mental effects of a constant like constant amount of pain that's not enough to stop you from doing anything but also never enough to ignore gotcha okay i'm fine with that that sounds infuriating i'll definitely drive him to like find some of that good good blood or something okay so but you're able to get up all right and what do you think uh what do you think what is good blood what do you think being a vampire feels like when you wake up for the first time? Do you think it feels amazing? Or... Um, yeah, a stiff neck, you know. I think it. I, I think it might depend on mm. the sire. Like if it, if we're talking some like antediluvian stuff, you might feel pretty good. But if we're talking some like seventh generation dirt bag, it probably doesn't feel great. So, um, you are somewhere in between between on that scale, I would say. Um. <laughs> So I feel like I just slept on a pile of hay, maybe. I will say that your senses are greatly improved. In a good way. You, you're, in a good you're, way or a bad way? Yeah, you smell <laughs> so good. Bad that way. You smell the bad stuff. 
<laughs> like, that is true. You do smell ah, dang it. stuff. But your, your eyes are much better than they yeah. were before. Your eyes, your hearing, and your sense of smell is much better. And also, you're hungry, but not in a way you've ever really uh, been hungry before. I feel like I'm just kind of pushing past all that stuff at the moment because I'm kind of focused on being rude to this woman. Yeah, I'm just. Yeah, that sounds that sounds like you. Um, the uh, I'm just I'm just providing sure. this, like you know. So, at so I get up like with no problems. Yep, you get up with no problems. And Jake just kind of shrugs and, ow! I'm up, though. <laughs> yes, you You should be very proud of yourself. Well, you said don't get up, and I'm up. She shrugs and then smirks at you uh, as she shrugs without any pain. And she says, <laughs> wow, way to rub it in. <laughs> and she says, well, when you're all manage to stand up on your own two feet we can go see uh ebor like the winnie the pooh guy <laughs> we can go see father well i call him daddy but whoa okay father tmi you know what i'm saying now whatever you're into i buzz and ball me yeah but some things you just keep private you know all right let's go meet this daddy fella I mean, should we dress up? You're a little dressed up. We're not really. Uh, yeah, <laughs> he specifically you looks up, Har- looks Harvey up and down. We're not uh, exactly presentable. <laughs> no, no, I'm going out after I introduce you. Oh, you? I don't think we'll be going anywhere. She leads you. She gestures to um, the staircase that exits the, the basement and uh, starts to walk over there. Uh, I want to, I think we should walk a little bit back okay. from her, like the three of us. So uh, what do you guys think about this whole situation? Yeah, you know, I don't know what's going on. I don't know one way or whatever. I was going to see where it goes. Very poetic. How about you, Ronnie? I'm thinking we just ride the situation out for now. Feel it out, test the waters, and uh, see what we can make of this. Right now, we're not in a very good spot, you yeah, think? But... Hey, no one's saying we're in a bad spot. I mean... No, I think this is the decidedly bad Last time I remember, spot. I don't know about you guys, but I'm pretty sure we were attacked by monsters or something. Yeah, unless I remember I still you got a shoulder. See, Ow! It hurts like, a little, like... but I can still... I still... I got it. All right, I'm proud of you. Now let's move. I'm right, I'm right. Now it is so quick to walk into some, get kidnapped. Hey, let's go be best friends with our kidnappers, I guess. What are we going to do, wait in the room? Fair enough. We look like a bunch <laughs> of dumb idiots. So let me know when you want me to introduce the next <laughs> Yeah, we, we can go, I think. Okay. Um, I, I imagine we're having this conversation like Yeah, I didn't know if you want, how long you wanted her. the walk to be. You guys wanted to just... Yeah, we can be um, done. <laughs> so, you're into you're up the stairs into a, a very nice house. Um, everything's decorated in sort of a colonial, uh, indeterminate, indeterminately um, modern style. So it's a mixture of antiques and and nice new furniture, and there's uh no lights are on but there's candles everywhere and it creates like a weird uh constant flickering effect 
that the light level is constantly going up and down. That's all the camera, the candles everywhere are flickering at different, um, slightly different rhythms. Um, <clears throat> and there's a, uh, what looks like a man in his early sixties, probably sitting in a chair at a, at a dining table. He's wearing a, a silken bathrobe and he's drinking uh, red wine out of a glass uh, and he gestures to the table to the seats around the table there's four seats free well there's five seats free one at the head and two on each side and he's at one of the other side other head and um, uh, when he gestures you can see that his fingernails are way too long Are we talking Probably like a couple uh, inches? Oh, okay, not we're not talking like no, not curly, curly, but just like Guinness. sharp and weird. And uh, uh, the girl says, "Hello, Daddy. I've brought you the new boys." And he smiles and says, "Ah, uh, the new boys. Sit down. I've I don't know what with you. Boys, now, now, just sit down, boys. I sit at the other head." <laughs> He smiles at that. All right, that's an awkward seat, but okay. Harvey stands off to the Please side. Please have a seat. Well, at least it's good. Harvey, don't be rude to our host. Just have a uh, seat. Come on. Uh, Ronnie just sits uh, at a, okay. like, I don't know, on a corner seat, I guess. Like, a cr- sort of, not a cross, but, you know, right near a, a reasonable <laughs> seat to where. An inoffensive seat to everybody. <laughs> You just yeah. scoot the seats along to be in the exact center like, of the table. Sit like a, a fucking You're just vampire vision, like ideal seats. Um. So, um, he gestures to you through, and he says, "Well, I'm sorry, I don't have any ethnic food, spaghetti, for you, but uh, try the wine. You might like it." And he pours each of you a glass of wine and puts it on the table. I'd never complain about free booze. And I Harvey mean, just chugs it. Look, I haven't eaten in a while. I don't want to just be drinking wine without some food. It go. It'll Wait, you go can't right handle a little wine? Have you seen me? I'm not you, Sasquatch over there. I've got a <laughs> slight frame. Ronnie he drinks his wine. Shrunk off my ass in half a glass. <laughs> he doesn't complain and he doesn't scream. He just drinks. It sounds his like wine. you're a tiny baby. Sounds Would like I be... know my limits. All right. Something Would it be easier? Hey, 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 hey. Hey, guy, you got a pacify here for Jakey? <laughs> the two of you that um, drink the wine, and he's watching hes watching you who doesn't drink the wine very closely. The two of you that drink the wine uh, notice immediately that it is not, in fact, wine. It is something much, much more pleasant. Uh, it tastes better than anything you've ever tasted before in your life. And when you drink it, you feel... Um, better than you've ever felt in your life. Uh, such as it was, such as it was. Does it taste? Does it taste familiar it to Harvey? Tastes familiar. Well, certainly it tastes familiar to Harvey. Harvey. Uh, Harvey is a fellow who knows the taste of blood in his mouth. Certainly, certainly he knows that. This does not taste like blood to you, though. Um, okay. It is blood, but the um, it tastes much, much like to. 
Harvey might have gotten blood in his mouth or drank blood to like scare somebody or something. <laughs> he was really into kiss at one point. He was really into kiss at one point, but he was never like, "Oh my god, this blood was so fucking delicious." Yeah, but this wine or this blood that's in the glass. It's like you're. It's like you. Your all your taste buds have been novocaine, and then someone ripped your tongue out and threw it on the fire. That's unpleasant. I feel like you were trying to describe a pleasure. It tastes experience, so good. It's but like I think someone you did the opposite. Holding your mouth open and shitting in your open mouth. And all the while you're tickled. Thing? Okay, I got you. <laughs> so I'm into it, is what you're saying. Yeah. You. You should probably make a roll. There's a roll for it. Let me find it in the book real fast. I'm near that section. You can make a blood potency. You can attempt to. Re- well, you can attempt to resist it or not. Um, okay. Uh, you can make a blood potency roll. Minus one. <laughs> so zero. Good luck. What are uh, you, you get a, a dice for every blood potency you have? I'd imagine. Just without looking at your character sheets. Uh, so then you we, go, we start with zero. And no, it, you start with one. I think. And if you ever, if you at any point you would roll zero dice, you roll one dice. A d10. Okay. Then eight, nine, or ten is success. Success. Okay, so you succeeded. So when I drink, does my vite go up? You just you, you have a d10 worth of vite. Oh, okay. I did not roll that. I'm gonna roll that now. No shit. Like my red dice, cause blood. Do you get it? Yeah. How yeah. about you, Matt? Do you get it? Yeah, I'm sorry. Okay, I well, red. found the feeding rules like before blood. I did this, like but blood. I did not. Cause vampires. Um. Um. Uh, I will say that you. You um, have like an early stage of blood bonding with him, Ronnie. It's almost like you have a you have a light crush on him or something like that. Well, it's that's character wise, whatever. But now it's compulsory. Um, oh, he's not quite daddy yet, but he's on that road. He looks at um, uh, Jake and says, "Now, <clears throat> Mister Gambino, ask your friends. The wine was delicious. Are you sure you won't have any?" I'm sure it's fine. I mean, your house is... Uh, yeah, it's good wine, Jakey. It's gorgeous, to be fair. I'm just Drink saying... It, Jakey. You're going to love it, I would it, like some Jakey. food to go with the wine so as it. not to get off my uh, my center like these two that, really are strong. already off the one sip. Well, as I said, I don't have any of eth- any ethnic food here, which I'm sure is what you would probably prefer. No, I'm good with anything. But, I don't um, need to necessarily fall into your stereotypes. Can I try and roll to intimidate him to drink the wine? Up to Matt. My my general feeling on that stuff is the person you're ha- you're rolling on has to be okay with it. Is my general feeling on rolling against so other players. So why don't players. you roll uh, strength or manipulation plus intimidation minus victim's composure. When a mark contests or resists my character's social interactions apply a minus one die penalty to his resolve or composure. Okay. No, it's, it'd only be if I was attacking his resolve or composure. So what I'm going to do though is I'm going to spend a willpower okay. to use table turner, which means I'm going to make an attack, okay. a social attack on Gino first. <laughs> All right, but uh, I'm going to spend a willpower. <laughs> really? Oh, oh, shit. Table turner. <laughs> flip it back around on Wait, you. I'm going to spend a willpower to use table flipper. <laughs> so the table is upright on its side. <laughs> okay, I-, I will let that fly, I guess. So yeah, my composure is three, so you get minus. So it's so that is three successes. Jesus, pretty good success. So Ronnie sort of leans on one elbow and uh, 
motions towards Jacob and his cup. He says, uh, Jacob. Hang on, let me get a voice. Jacob, I suggest you, uh, take a drink of your fucking drink. I'd have to lean over this table and put a, uh, put a bunch of blood in your mouth. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I do. You never were the most eloquent one, but all right, all right. I don't even see why you're so keen. Think you made the wine or something. And I guess I drink it. So you also are developing. A- you guys are you guys are a couple of you guys are um, big old couple of thralls. Okay. Um, and what do you think? Pretty good, right? Yeah, it's not bad. I just wish I had a little something in my stomach. Is all I'm saying. Do you do you wish you had something different in your mouth? Is there anything else you'd rather be yeah, having than more of this? Hold on, I was about to prove this guy's point. So let me rethink what I was gonna say. A good salami. <laughs> You guys act like you know me. You don't know what I was going to say. You three are just so charming. So we all good and blooded I really up. enjoy these, these sort of discussions. Uh, I don't get to get out in the world very much anymore. And it's just so nice to get some of the local color. Things have changed so much here since I've arrived. You see, and it... Well, anyway. You may, you may call me Mr. Tillinghast. Take it easy, Javi. Can I call no, you Mr. You may call me Mr. Mr. Tillinghast or Sir. How about Tilly? Tilly? How about Tilly? Your name's a little long. I feel like it's Cheeky, not going to be good. Shut your job before I break it. I'm just saying it's long. Is it. it Mr. Tillinghast? You wanna, Tillinghast? I, I'm cutting you a small amount of. It's a why. It's going right through me. <laughs> you want to have no choice but to have your jaw flapping? Just let the guy talk and let's get out of our way. He's trying to show in his name if we're going to have some kind of relationship, is all I'm saying. Just don't say it then. I'm a little late for that. That boat has sailed. No, I mean his name. Just don't say his name. It's not hard. Then what am I going to call him? Sir. Like I'm sure you call everyone else. Nah, I give everyone fun little shortened parts of the name. You call him Mr. Tilly, right, okay? Right. Also uptight. Jesus, Zizi. He said no, though. He didn't like it. You didn't like, you don't like Mr. Tilly? <laughs> I think he might have died. I think we all might have died. It's the thing. Well, anyway. So, you are all the employee of Salvatore Vecchio. Yeah, sure. He lets us call himself Vecchio. Certainly. He looks at you. <laughs> I can't tell if that's not disgust us from the character or Matt. And he says, Uh-oh. you need to sit down and be quiet. And you feel something... Um, you feel like all of a sudden you might have to do what he says. Uh-huh. And I luckily he succeeds on his role. Otherwise he would look pretty stupid. <laughs> <laughs> he would look pretty stupid. Wow, that's a lot of dices. You need to sit down and be quiet. And his eyes, his eyes seem to bore right into you and you feel all of a sudden very much compelled to sit down and be quiet. I mean, I'm already sitting. <laughs> so Jake just does one of those like, Slowly backing up, hands up, like, all right, all right, sort of gestures. Now, as I was saying, Salvatore Vecchio, certainly not the kind of person who was in this town when I arrived, but he has something I want, and thus... Is it the crown? Yes, it is the crown. It's wonderful that you've already started to track it down for me. And I think that... I offered to obtain the crown in a legitimate way for Mr. Vecchio, but I, so far I have not had much luck 
at getting to meet him. And I was hoping that you three could introduce me. I still have a hard time believing that we were so close to having that crown and then we forgot the damn thing. Yes, that certainly would have changed the way these events played out if I could have just bargained with you for the crown. Yeah, wouldn't that have been something else? And uh, the woman leans in and says, Daddy, can I go now? Yes, of course, Natalie, you may go. And she walks away. I mean, I don't really think we can take you to Don Sal, no offense, Mr. Tilling. Please call me sir or Mr. Tillinghast. See, uh, all right, Mr. Tillinghast, uh, I don't really think we're going to be able to do that mm. for you. Well, here's the thing. You don't work for him anymore. You work for me. I'd like to say that at this point, uh, Jake leans forward onto the table, intrigued, but still very much quiet. And you will find, I know that you aren't quite aware of the way your lives have changed. You will find that you have different appetites than you did before. And the things that you may have uh, craved prior quite satisfy you any longer. And in fact, if you're anything like myself, which I have good reason to believe you will be, you'll need very specific meals from now on. And you'll find that I am, in fact, the best person best equipped to provide them for you. Now, you implying that these meals that you have, are those going to be our only payment? Or are you also going to pay us in a more traditional monetary sense? Well, I assure you that you will not lack for material comforts, such as they are. All right. So, what, you just need to talk to Sal? What happened to us exactly, if I may ask? Well, what happens to us all, my friend? We die and we are reborn. Some of us in the kingdom of heaven, and some of us back again on the wheel of Earth to go round and round again. So we're reincarnated, you're saying? Can you speak in a straightforward manner? I don't go go (laughs) any question. Do we have fangs? Yes. Yes. While they're questioning him, we see Jake in the background, like, open his top lip and start, like, poking at his teeth. See, I don't go in in for any of the um, Eastern religions. I'm a traditionalist. But certainly there is some truth to the idea that we experience the same things over and over again and again and again until we break free of this cycle and on to the next. So in easier terms that maybe I can understand better. I don't know how I can speak more plainly. Well, here is here it is, I suppose. We have given you the blessing of eternal life. This blessing comes with a corresponding set of curses. You'll never see the sun again. You will never taste your favorite meal again. You will never love again. You will have to So you're saying you're trying to tell me that I'm a vampire right now? Is that what you're trying to say to me? (sighs) Ah, I've heard everything today. (laughs) Ugh. Vampires. Now, how did you jump? Why did you assume vampires after all that? Vampires can't go in the sun. Pointy. Yeah, but the love part. Vampires is like forever. Our vampires just like the vampires just are sex, dude. Well, you're confused. I think between sex and love. I don't feel confused. (laughs) (laughs) How are we gonna tell Don Sal that we became vampires? Uh, I would suggest not telling him at all. I don't think anyone. Just tell him. I don't him. think he'd buy it. Just tell him. 
just tell him that you need to speak to him and you need to speak to him at a, at a time and place of your choosing because you've found out something very important that only his most trusted deputies can tell him. And you want to talk to him? Yes, I think I've made that pretty clear. Uh, Jake raises his hand. About what? Yes, Mr. Jake, hmm. you may speak. Uh, you taking questions? Mr. Gambino, go on. For one, like, hey, don't get me wrong. I'm down with the whole being a Dracula. But uh, just for my own curiosity's sake, what what is the crown? That, hmm, I think that's a discussion for myself and Mr. Vecchio. Does he know about vampires? Mr. Vecchio. Is he a vampire? About many things. No, he's not a vampire. But he does know about... As I said, he seems to have a surprising amount of knowledge about the subject. Who attacked us? Oh, there was a rogue element in my, in my camp. I'm afraid I can't be responsible for every vampire in Providence. But luckily, Natalie was able to intercede and protect you from certain death. And now you're here. And it's very fortuitous because I, it turns out I was looking for three people very much like you. Wait, don't we know where the crown is? Do we know Are where the crown is? is? I forget. You don't know where the crown it is. It wasn't in that guy's apartment? You didn't. Well, let me put it this way. You never saw the crown. Oh. It seemed like it was in the apartment, though, because that's, that's what the police detective was there to get. Hey, what about the uh, the other guy? The one that the we didn't guy? kill. I don't know the names of these people. My lieutenants were working their way towards... Guy, the, uh, the, the detective was trying to get the crown from him, so... Yes, the detective, Mr. Lancini. Yeah, but the other guy. I don't... I'd have to consult with Mr. Lancini, but unfortunately, he seems to be hospitalized at the moment. He was handling the investigation for me. You see, I can't be bothered with the details. Right, so he was looking for the... Yes, oh, do you have a question? I, I think I might have seen what happened here. So what do you say to my proposal? Yeah, works for me. I mean, yeah, I guess How, so. How uh, far-reaching is this guy's thrall with his one bonding point? Uh, not, not substantial. I mean, right now you're inclined to, like, take him at his word. Like, your trust in him is... Uh, inexplicable, I guess. Like it's more than is. Uh, I was. I would assume just from the way you played him that Jacob Gabino is not inclined to be very trusting, but he's feeling a little more trusting of this guy than he normally would be with somebody he just met. I guess what I'm asking is how much would that stifle my natural impulses to be self-serving and curious first, and say perhaps try to wear the crown if we were to come across oh, it. Oh well, I think right now he, there's really not much you could do. I, I think you'd be that would well be with well within your uh, well with well within the possibilities. I don't think you're so. I think right now it's just like you okay. have an unnatural trust in him. Okay, but it's not it's not something that you wouldn't like would completely annihilate your pre-existing nature. Okay, gotcha. Cool, cool. Um, one more question. Of course, Mister Gambino. Not what? for you, Ronnie. Why would it be for you? Yeah, how do I cook a steak? I don't know. I know how to cook a steak, all right? I cook a mean steak. Well, you're never going to have to cook a steak again. So I hope you're happy. Nah, that's a little bit sad. I mean, you can still buy a steak and cook it up if you yeah, like. Yeah, I don't got to eat it. I can just cook. Well, you know, it's kind look, of this a- is beside the point. We'll talk about steaks later. Can I turn into a bat or something? I'm afraid not. Some bloodlines do, in fact, possess the ability to twist their forms. You will find that you are terrestrial bound. 
So what's cool about us then? What can we you do? Can do as I ask. And bring me Mr. Vecchio. All right, that sounds pretty cool, I guess. Sounds to the point. Uh, yeah, I'm into it. I'll be here. <laughs> the door is that way. He gestures at the door. You got a lot of good ideas. Matt, and thanks so much for listening to the 24th episode of our podcast, the actual Play.Network podcast. This was part four of our Mafia slash Vampire game, Prince of Providence. This is the first part of the game that we switched from Fate Accelerated to Vampire the Requiem. Uh, I was your game master. Andrew Bailey played Harvey. Chris Bailey played Jake. Gina Vasconcelos played Ronnie. Um, you can find our Twitter screen names on the website. Uh, actualplay.network uh, that's the best way to get into contact with us there are probably about three or four more parts to this series and then after that um, I think probably next will be City of Mist I also have some Friendship is Magic recorded and I'm working on tracking down the last missing files from our Lamentations of the Flame Princess game if that does pan out then that will start being released concurrently uh, if you like the show tell a friend review us on your podcast service of choice that would be very helpful Gino does title card illustrations for our website if you dig his art. He also has a long-running webcomic up at pizzapranks.com and a Patreon for his art at patreon.com slash kiwimonster. Links on the website in the show notes. Music this week is by Barbara Browning, which is behind my voice right now, and Attic Soul, which does the dubstep version of Bonnie and Clyde that we use as the opening theme. You can find the links to the music on in the show notes. You can also leave us a voicemail at 508-817-3408. I'm going to play it on the show and discuss. Andrew and I have another podcast, a monthly show called the GoldenAgeHorror.com podcast, which is an exciting look at horror movies from before 1979. In our most recent episode, we covered Current Echo. We should be recording Eyes Without a Face very soon. If you have a podcast or another idea for a website, I can help you with that. Visit WailingCityWeb.com for more information. Thanks very much for listening, and I'll talk to you next week.